Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us spa treatments port adventures merchandise adult dining experiences it doesn't cost you anything to work with us and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through disney so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you if you're interested send me an email at wes w-e-s at mickeyworldtravel.com and now on to the show Hey everyone, welcome to episode 101 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and as I record this part of the podcast, it is Friday, October 1st, which means it's a very exciting day for two reasons. First, today marks the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World and the official kickoff to all the magical celebrations that will be taking place. We've been hearing for a long time about uh, all the new and exciting things that they have in store, so it'll be nice for for guests to, to finally have the chance to experience those. The second reason this is an exciting day is because the Wonder resumes passenger service today, departing from San Diego, which means that all four ships in the fleet are officially back in service. And we'll, we'll ignore the fact that the Disney Magic is technically getting taken out of service this, uh, uh, later this week as she wraps up her Disney Magic at Sea Sailings over in the UK. Um, after that, she'll depart um, pretty soon for the US, uh, you know, across the Atlantic with her first scheduled sailing departing from Miami uh, on October 28th. Plus, it's Friday, so that's never a bad thing. So, uh, it's it's just a uh, it's a great day. Um, I first want to thank everyone who participated in the giveaway that I announced on my hundredth episode uh, a couple weeks back. A lot of people shared my posts, and I had almost almost fifty entries for the onboard credit. So I, I can't thank you all enough for doing that. I really wish I could just give it away to everyone, but unfortunately, that's not possible at the moment. Maybe someday if the podcast really takes off, uh, we maybe will do something like that. But congratulations to Amanda P, who was the, uh, the, the contest winner. So getting back to the original format of the show, I have a, a few things I want to catch you up on. Um, the first big update that I'm not sure if I shared on the show or not is the requirement for all passengers to be tested uh, at the port regardless of vaccination status so everyone's getting tested this requirement was added back at the beginning of September and was affected for sailings beginning on September 13th I've been hearing mixed reviews about the efficiency of the testing at the ports but I would say that in general you should probably expect to wait at least 45 minutes after you take your test to uh, to be cleared to board Disney Cruise Line also recently announced the addition of uh, a Magic Shots photo experience on board. So Disney Cruise Line photographers can now capture your family's vacation memories in unique compositions that will allow your favorite characters to be added to the photo. So think of 
Um, think of those shots that you can get at Disney World with the memory maker where a cast member, you know, asks you to hold your palm out and they put Tinkerbell in it or hold your arm in the air and put balloons in your hand. That type of, that type of photo experience. Um, the photographers will be stationed kind of throughout the ships and also on Castaway Key, but there are currently no scheduled times or locations. So whenever you have your picture taken by um, a Disney photographer, just ask the, just ask them about adding the feature, and they should be able to uh, to accommodate. The photos can be purchased digitally or printed at shutters on board, or um, they'll be included as part of the the unlimited photo package that you can purchase. Also in September, Disney Cruise Line announced that the Disney Fantasy would be resuming seven-night sailings beginning on October 9th. So that means the the fleet schedule is finally starting to look uh, a little bit more similar to the way it did pre-pandemic. So that's uh, that's exciting. And finally, <laughs> you may have seen some chatter about this on social media. Uh, a lot of Disney Cruise fans chimed in with their opinions about this, so I, I figured I would share mine here as well. Uh, Disney Cruise Line is removing the dining rotation from the Key to the World cards. Maybe you didn't even know that the rotation was printed on your cards, but um, they will no longer be printed there going forward. D- at the end of the day, this is not something that I really care too much about. So I, you know, I didn't get all up in arms about it. However, I will say that this is just seems like one more example of something being taken away that can, you know, can trigger trigger a feeling of nostalgia for some people. Um, you know, some people like to look back on their their dining rotations by looking at their key to the world cards. I mean, I know a ton of people save their key to the world cards uh, and just like to look at them. So, you know, just one more thing that, you know, is being taken away. It doesn't seem like it would cost Disney a whole lot of money to continue to do this. And obviously it's possible that it's not even about the money. Um, So I'm not really sure why it's happening, but um, that is all I am going to say about that. Um, And anyway, let's, uh, let's get to this week's show. One of the things that I think is invaluable in planning a trip is hearing about someone's firsthand experiences on their own trips. And that's one reason why I try really hard to share much of my own experiences traveling with Disney Cruise Line on the show as I can. But since we haven't had the chance to get on board yet, my goal over the past few episodes has been to bring bring on guests who have cruised recently so that they can share their experiences with all of you. So um, I've been I've been getting a few questions from some listeners and have a, a few unanswered of my own. So I'm really excited to talk with somebody today who just recently completed two Disney cruises. Carol, who runs the Instagram account Disney Cruise Mom of Three, uh, great Instagram account. You should certainly go give her a follow if you're a, a Disney Cruise land, uh, Disney Cruise fan. Um, Carol's been a guest on the show uh, before, and I'm really excited to have her on and uh, have her back so that she we can hear all about her recent cruises. So, Carol, welcome back, and thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me back again. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So you just returned from two cruises, right? And it was supposed to be i think it was supposed to be back-to-back seven night cruises is that what you were originally planned to do yes yes and some of your listeners may remember from our last episode how very excited i was to have my two seven night back-to-back that's right fantasy yes yes it's all coming back to me now and then so but disney cruise line decided to 
throw a little a little monkey wrench in your plans there, and your two seven night cruises became two four night cruises, but not you know consecutively in terms of you know the number of days, right? So there was a little bit of gap in between. So what were what were your thoughts when you you learned kind of what what Disney Cruise Line was doing with your cruises? Well, I would be lying if I didn't say that I was disappointed. Sure. Obviously, we were looking forward to being on the ship for 14 nights. Yeah. Um, disappointed, excited that we were still going to sail because that was also a concern, obviously, that we, it would just get you know canceled altogether. And then the panic kind of <laughs> set in a little bit because we have kids under 12 and yep. Um, the rules were changing every single day, and there was just a lot of kind of angst and panic that, you know, and then we had decisions to make once we found out. We had the decisions of, are we going to try to do both of these cruises? Is it going to work? Or, or are we biting off more than we can chew here? So um, we decided to go for it. Nice. And what were, I mean, what was that thought process? What were your considerations? Was there ever you know, a time where you thought maybe you weren't going to do both or maybe do one and then, you know, push the other one off or, or, or was it always both or none? Um, there was never a consideration of none. Yeah. So no, it was, uh, it, it, there was a, probably about a half of a second of thought of, we probably shouldn't try to pull off both of these cruises with our girls having to have PCR tests sure. uh, in between. And then that half a second went away and we just realized how horribly sad we would be to watch the fantasy sail away that second time without us. So we gotcha. just decided that we were going to dive in, bite the bullet and, we had no idea what we were in for sure. by doing that because yeah. the rules ended up changing tremendously for us, but, uh, right. but we managed. Nice. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so you kind of touched on two things that I wanted to ask you about specifically um, tonight. And the first was just, so, you know, you decided you're going on these cruises and now you need to prepare yourself and your family. So, you know, my thought is whenever we go back on a, on a cruise, it's going to be hard for me to kind of get ready for it, I think, because it's been so long since we've been on a cruise. What do I pack? What do I need to bring? You know, things have changed. Am I going to need stuff that I didn't need before? So, like, how how was it just kind of preparing to go on the cruise? Not necessarily kind of the health and safety stuff, but just packing and, and logistics and stuff like that. Like, how 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 difficult was that for you? It was actually really, really difficult. Yeah. I think for me in the past, part of the fun is all the planning up to the point where you get yeah. on the ship and then the packing and choosing what you're going to wear and how are you going to dress for pirate night, like all these fun things. And I think that there were, you know, the worry was we're going to do all this and then get there and be disappointed or we're going to forget to dot an I or cross a T and we're going to get turned away, you know? So I think that that made it. And then, and then of course, all the time that has elapsed since the last time we cruised, right. it was like, I can't remember how I did this before. Like, I don't remember what my strategy was for packing. Right. And, exactly. And then of course we had the added of I'm packing for five days on the ship then three days in between and then five more days on the ship. So that really just, 
Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was really, and there's five people in my household. So, <laughs> right. so it was, it was quite, oh. it was quite a chore. I had a hard time getting organized and really like I, I did more last minute than I normally would do sure. because it just wouldn't sink in that this is what we're doing and we're actually going on yeah. a cruise, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, you said it before, but I I 100% agree. For me, one of the most fun things about going on a cruise is sort of that lead up to the cruise and kind of the anticipation and the planning and, um, you know, just thinking about what you're going to do. And so I, I can imagine when you, you think you're doing one vacation and then really just a couple weeks before you go on the vacation, it kind of completely changes that that, you know, really, really throws a, a monkey wrench into, into things. Um, but you know, ultimately you manage, so it's, uh, it all worked out in the end. Um, one of the other things that I've actually been getting quite a few questions on, and you mentioned it is kind of strategies for getting your kids uh, tested before you go on the cruise. So obviously if you're under 12, you, um, need to have the PCR test before you go on the, on the cruise. And actually I think they've even changed it since you went on the cruise. I think it used to be five days, right? For you five days prior. And now it's three days prior to the cruise. So, or, or was it three days for you? So that's a funny story. We actually <laughs> sailed under two separate sets. Oh of my rules. goodness! It changed. So our in the middle. first cruise was five days, and the second one was three days. No way! Oh my goodness! What luck? How lucky are you? <laughs> so, so, so beforehand, you know, did you? Was it just a matter of bringing your kids to a clinic and having it done there, or did you, you know, did you get kind of the mail-in ones and 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 do it that way? So our plan for our first cruise was September 11th, which is important to note because five days prior to that was Labor Day, oh, which yeah. is a holiday. Right. Oh, true. <laughs> so that that made for a lot of stress in our Facebook cruise group. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we actually decided, based on the experiences that people had shared, that we were going to do the Inspire mail-in test because okay. the the experiences basically were. When you mail it in one morning, they have it set to mail overnight UPS next day, early morning. So by the next day in the morning, they have the test and most people had the results by the next afternoon. Mm. That was the experiences that had been shared through multiple people with us. And so that's what we decide, decided to do. Okay. Um, it didn't end up going so well for us. Oh no. <laughs> um, but it was what, ha what the very short version of the story is. We registered with Safe Passage, then our crews got changed. So everybody had to re-register oh, for Safe Passage. Yeah. We had already ordered the test, and even though I called and verified and confirmed with them, um, they didn't have the test linked to our account. So when we mailed in our girls' tests, I waited and no results, and I waited and no results. And by this time, I was a little panicky, but sure. either way, I ended up contacting them. They did have the results. We got them all. It all worked out fine in the end, but it ended up being a quite stress gotcha. stressful situation. Gotcha. So, wow, um, that's, that is stressful. So, yeah. with those tests, do they just email you the results or is there an app where you can check the results? How How do you get the results on those? You don't have to wait for them to mail it back to you, right? No, typically because you've ordered it through Safe Passage, it's linked to your account, and so as soon as the oh. results are in, you get an email that says your results are in. That's not how it happened for us oh. because of 
the the situation that we had. Okay. Um, they actually ended up texting me and emailing me the results because they didn't have it attached to our account. But for most people, if everything goes smoothly, then it just you just get an email. Got saying it, and it would just show up right account. in your Safe Passage account. Right. Oh, okay. Right. That's right. awesome. So right. it sounds like that that might be a, a decent way to go then. If uh, you know if 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 you got to take some of these tests. Yeah, I think if everything goes smoothly, but I do think you're taking a little bit of a chance because it's mail-in. Though now Disney has it where you can drop it off. Mm -hmm. You can order the kit and then drop off the test at certain places around Port Canaveral and in, in Orlando. Yep. Um, so that that's helpful as well. And I will say, the one thing that I will say is that the customer service that we received through Inspire was really excellent. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I was very pleased with how quick they were to respond and how helpful they were and how eager they were to help and, and how quickly they were able to get a solution, you know, when we called them. So I was very pleased with that aspect of it. Okay. And what about in between your two cruises when you d had to do it again? Did you use Inspire again or did you do a different uh, thing that time? No, we actually had already ordered the kits for that cruise because that was our plan was we only have a three-day turnaround even before they changed the rules because we only had three days right. in between the cruises. Um, so we were going to use that because we thought it was going to be fast. But after the first debacle, we were very nervous about it with such a short turnaround. And I just said, we're going to be on vacation. I really don't want that kind of stress. So what we actually ended up doing was going to the Orlando airport and doing the rapid PCR. And it was so easy. Oh, wow. Super, ex super expensive, oh, but yeah. so easy. 30 minutes, I had the paper in my hands. Within minutes, I uploaded it to Safe Passage, and it was approved. Oh, wow. So okay. it was super convenient and super easy. Oh, my goodness, really? So you had the results within 30 minutes, you said? Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, they do it right there. You, They have a waiting area, so they do the test. You wait, and within 30 minutes, they come out and hand you the paper. Yeah. So, you know, it's a sure thing, I yeah. would say. Okay. Um. But uh, but if there's anybody that's going to Disney prior to a cruise or anything like that, and they need a place to go take the test, I really would not take a chance. Honestly, just me and my experiences yeah. and experiences I've heard other passengers, you know, relay, I would not take a chance. I would just go get that rapid PCR and just fork out the money yeah. and just do it. And, and that way you just don't have to worry about not having your results back in time. Yep. Good to know. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, an, uh, another thing I've been curious about is just kind of the online check-in process. And obviously I know, you know, when it happens and, and kind of what the general idea of the online check-in is and kind of the things that you're, you're, you're selecting, but can you kind of just go through the different things that you are, you know, that you're doing during online check-in i mean i know you're selecting your portal rifle time i know you're signing your kids up for the kids clubs but what other types of information are you providing what else are you doing during the online check-in so uh the online check-in is is mostly similar to how it was pre-covid times um the one thing that's different now is that it, it looks a little bit differently it's actually really cute because they have all these cute little graphics and stuff <laughs> sure. but it, you're providing the same type of information okay. as you said you're choosing a port arrival time you're filling out the my kid can check themselves in and out of the kids club all those kinds of things are still there um, but in addition to that now you have to have copies of your um id 
So like we use passports. So you have to have a picture of your passport to upload. And you also have to have a headshot picture. Um, It doesn't have to be professional, but they do prefer, um, it gives specifications on there. So you can't have, you know, like you can't wear many ears. You can't have a hat on. You know, it's it, they want to be able to clearly see your face, basically, with a plain background. Sure. Um, so you can just take a selfie with your phone. Um, but people, some people had difficulties with that, and they had trouble getting those things to load. Or um, after a long time, you know, after they completed the online check-in, it didn't. Their pictures got rejected or didn't get accepted or whatever. And they will let you do that then at the port after you've already oh, done okay. the online check-in. If something happens and you can't get it to go. Um, but you do have to provide all that. It just basically eliminates at the port having to do all those things. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I was curious about because I, I did hear of people having issues with their pictures and I was like, you know, it'd be a shame to, um, have a problem getting on the ship because you couldn't upload a picture. So I, it's nice to hear that you could do that still at the port. If, uh, you know, if something went wrong with your pictures during the upload process. Um, right. So So you basically submit it all and then they have someone that reviews it. And if you, if your online check-in is not accepted, so you go, once you've submitted it all, it lets you choose your port arrival time, which is the thing that most people are concerned about. Right. Exactly. You know, in that arena, but, but if for some reason, It does, you know, it kicks back a couple of days before the cruise and it doesn't accept your photos or something like that. They will actually allow you to, you know, they'll take your photo at the port if they can't, they don't have a good photo of you or whatever. So that's not something I would be, I mean, definitely you have to submit all that in order to choose a port arrival time, but I wouldn't be panicked if for some reason, you know, your online check-in doesn't get accepted right before you know even before you get to the port they'll work all that out once you get there yep got it okay yeah i'm hearing it's a very manual process for disney cruise line so it's taking them you know longer than a lot of people you know would like to see um so that's good so um the is online check-in all it's also where you would register for time slots for your kids to go to you know the kids clubs right the ocean air club ocean air lab vibe is that that's not during online check-in no, I mean, you register for them to go, but you don't actually book your time slots during the online check-in. Got it. So you register them just like you have in the past where you give the secret password for your kids and whether or not they can check themselves in and out. All that is the same, um, but you don't actually um, choose a time slot. You have to do that in onboard activities. Got it. Yep. So, okay. And I believe that's 30 days out. My girls actually didn't go to the kids club, and for the teens, you don't have to do it. So for Vibe... Um, and Edge also, I believe, you don't have to do that. It's only for Oceaneers, Lab, and Club yep. that you have to do that. So um, my kids, my girls actually didn't go. So I didn't do any of that. But I did hear people in our group talk about doing it. There were some glitches in ours. So when it became available at 30 days prior at midnight and people were trying to book, there was only one day available to book and people thought it was all booked up. But it wasn't. It actually all ended up rolling out and opening up for everybody. Oh, um, yeah, but it was, you know, I think we were some of the first, well, we were the first sailing on the fantasy. So I think all of that was just kind of starting out fresh. And I think hopefully those glitches have, are worked yeah. out now. I had also been hearing that because the capacity on the ships, um, are so low that even though you may register for, you know, certain time slots each day, that depending on availability and capacity in the actual, you know, spaces, 
in the Oceaneer Club, in the Oceaneer Lab, that really you could kind of come and go as you as you please, based you know just because th- there just aren't that many you know aren't that many kids on the ships right now. So was um, that I mean, could you did you get any sense of that when you were on board? Yes, actually, I did. I talked to a lot of the other passengers who had kids that went to the clubs, and a lot of their kids were able to stay just about all day if they wanted to. I mean, the capacity was so low that once people got on the ship, they were able to book a lot more time slots, and they really didn't feel like their kids were limited on being able to go. And, that, of course, that may change, like you said, as capacity increases. And there were less kids on our sailing than there normally would be. So that probably also influenced it some as well. But people didn't seem to have any issues getting those extra slots once they got on board at all. Okay, gotcha. Do you have any sense on how many people were on your cruises? Our first cruise on September 11th, I think, had about 950, 960 passengers. Maybe it was really low. Yeah. And the second one, I think, had about 11 to 1,200 people. So oh, okay. it, was, it just felt really empty. Did just it? Yeah. Very empty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so one of the things that I have asked uh, everyone who's come on my show who has been on a cruise recently is you know, you've, you've gone through all the, the, the prep, you've gone through the testing, the check-in, all that stuff. You finally get to the port, you're getting on the ship and they introduce your, your family, you know, to the Disney fantasy. What was that experience like? How, you know, what was going through your mind and just, can you kind of put that feeling that you had into words a little bit? Um, I was very emotional, I have to say, you know, I was extremely emotional and I think um, a lot of shock. I kind of felt like I was in shock for the first couple of days we were on the ship. I was actually really glad we had two cruises because it just felt (laughs) unreal to be there after all that time. And of course, like I said, the first cruise was the first revenue sailing of the fantasy. And the crew were just beyond ecstatic for us to be there. And it was just you know, I told my husband, I said, it was a lot of work really to go on this cruise more than cruises previously, as far as all the testing and and things that we've talked about. But it was such a unique experience that most people will never have the opportunity yet again. I hope, I hope there's not another (laughs) pandemic or anything, (laughs) but you know, it was just such a unique opportunity to be there and be some of the first people on the fantasy again. And it was just, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So you've, you've been on, you know, several Disney cruises before and in, in your opinion, did you, you know, did you feel like anything was missing or like there was a, you know, an experience that you used to have that you couldn't have anymore, or there was something that you used to like to do and you couldn't do it anymore? You know, was there anything that you felt like just wasn't the same as it used to be and, and, and in a negative way, like it wasn't, you know, not as good. Did you get that feeling about anything being on board? I mean, there's definitely obviously differences, um, but but nothing that impacted our cruise negatively, being repeat cruisers over and over again. You know, I mean, of course, we would love to be able to get up close to the characters and give them hugs and things like that. But I felt like that the opportunities that Disney provided just made up for the difference. Like you just didn't, we just didn't think about it. You know, we were just so happy to be there and we still got to interact with the characters. We still got to talk with them. We still got to take pictures with them. 
Um, you know, and I just felt like that they went above and beyond to be sure that the experience was just as magical, if not more so than the past, because they knew that, you know, there were protocols in place right. um, that, that changed some of the experiences. Yeah. That's great. So why don't you just kind of tell me a little bit about your, you know, first cruises. So you're, you know, you're, I think you had a, did you have a seven night Eastern followed by a seven night Western originally? Is that what the original plan was? Yes. Okay. So your, your Caribbean cruises turned into four days at Castaway Key, right? So I, you know, sounds like a, a dream trip to me for sure. But I, so you, you had one one sea day on your first cruise so why don't you tell me about your sea day what kind of things did you do on your day during your day at sea so as i said before the first cruise i was a little bit in shock so i, I don't think <laughs> just, we really knew what getting to your do bearings again <laughs> um we did spend quite a bit of time both cruises um when we were on the ship just kind of walking around taking a deep breath just sort of taking it all in um, trying to notice all the things that we had taken for granted, I think, before. And so we really enjoyed that. Of course, we went out to meet characters because that's, you know, part of the fun experience. Um, and then experience some of the things like the sit-down lunch, um, being able to just sit on deck four with a drink and watch the ocean go by. Um, one of my favorite things that we did we always do this, but not to the extent that we did at this time, was spending time talking to so many of the crew members. That's something that we spent a lot of time doing, and they were um, so happy to chat with us and share their experiences, and that would just, you know, we were able to get to know a lot of them. And, of course, some of them we've known because of connections on Instagram over the course of the year, even though we never met them, and so to put that face and that name That's cool, in person yeah. together was, was really, really neat too. So, yeah. um, we did a tasting, we did mixology tasting, you know, we did some activities like that, that were just fun that we missed. And you just, I think you realize how much you took it for granted once you get <laughs> right, to do it right, again, right. you know? So absolutely. Yeah. Did you, uh, have dinner at Palo? We did. We did have dinner at Palo on our first cruise, and we had brunch at Palo on our second cruise. And what were your what were your thoughts on the uh, kind of the the new menu, the prefixed style menu at, at Palo versus kind of the you know the a la carte traditional menu that it used to be? Well, um, I don't think we necessarily went into it with a certain expectation, so maybe that helped a little bit. I mean, we we kind of already knew we were not going to do the prefix because we knew there were certain things that we wanted and those things were not on the prefix menu, which right. I would imagine probably happens to a lot of people. Um, so, <laughs> right. I, you know, the, the food was delicious as it always is. Palo brunch has always been my favorite over dinner. Um, but I really, en I enjoyed the dinner, you know, the chocolate souffle, amazing, you know, as usual service was phenomenal as always. Um, but it's never been my favorite meal necessarily on the ship. I did enjoy it a lot and I do think it's excellent. And I think, um, a lot of people are concerned about the price because obviously if you're ordering from a la carte, you're spending more money than the set price that was before. Um, but I would say that the food quality is probably worth that compared to a restaurant on land of similar, similar caliber, you know? So it was, a, it was an excellent experience. Awesome. How many uh, stage shows were offered on your cruise? 
much to my surprise and excitement, three. Wow. We had okay. Aladdin, Frozen, and Believe. That's awesome. And did I assume you probably attended all three? Yes, we did. That's awesome. We did attend all three. I'm sure the uh, the 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 cast was just ecstatic to be you know performing in front of a live audience for you know basically the first time. I'm sure they did it during test cruises, but it's different when you actually have actual cruise passengers on board. So, how was the the Walt Disney Theater experience for you? It was amazing. You could act. I mean, you could feel it. You could kind of feel the excitement in the room and. Um, when you're watching the performance, you could just, I mean, you could just feel how excited the performers were to be there doing that. And of course they were absolutely flawless and phenomenal as always, but, um, but it was, it was really exciting and they just, you know, it just always blows me away. It doesn't matter how many times I see it. It's always just amazing. Very cool. And had you seen the frozen show before? Yes, oh, we had, had seen okay. it before. Gotcha. Yes, it's my favorite. It's actually oh, really? my favorite. So oh, I was wow, excited okay. to see it again. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I I haven't been on the fantasy since uh, since you know since it kicked off there. So I'm I'm looking forward to doing that and seeing that show one of these times. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the fireworks show. Um, what were your thoughts on the new fireworks show? And well, first of all, let me ask: Were there two two nights of it? No. So on our four night cruise, there was one night that had fireworks. Okay. And so what I had been hearing before is that they were offering it on two different nights and it was super short. And I'm, I was wondering if maybe, you know, it was so short because they could only bring a certain amount of fireworks on board and so they had to, you know, cut it in half and, and kind of just do a, um, you know, a shorter version of the show. So what was your experience with the fireworks show? Was it a little bit longer than maybe like a couple minutes of what I've been hearing it was? No, no, it was about, it was about three minutes long. Oh, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, but I will say it was kind of nice to have something different, Yeah. you know, because I mean, if you cruise before you've seen the fireworks show several times most likely and it was nice to have something different it was a really neat show i just like to say it was short but sweet okay you know yeah so did did they have anything um going on you know the final vision screen during the show or was it just music over the speakers you know i don't know because we did sell concierge and this time for the first time ever we had a designated space to watch the fireworks for concierge guests which was really nice okay um and so but it was behind the screen so it was outside the concierge sun deck so i couldn't see the screen so i don't know but they did i did i mean obviously they did have the music but i'm not sure if they had anything on the screen or not sure okay okay all right, so you got to spend two full days on your first cruise at Castawiki and then got to turn around and do it again. So how did you, what did you have planned for your, your days on Castawiki? And now that you tell me you sailed concierge, I might know what you planned for at least one of the days. I don't know if it was both of the days, but go ahead. What did you plan for your days on Castawiki? Okay, so four days on Castaway Key, and the first thing I will say is that we had parasailing booked, but that got canceled for everyone. Um, it didn't have anything to do with weather. I think it has to do maybe with staffing, but I'm oh, not 100% okay. sure on that. 
Um, and so that unfortunately got canceled. And then my son was booked for the Wild Side Teen Adventure because he loves Vibe and he loves that. But that also got canceled oh. way before the cruise sailed. Um, they actually aren't doing that excursion right now. So, and um, just so, just for you know everyone who's listening's sake, what what is that excursion? So the Wild Side Teen Adventure are for kids that are in Vibe, um, which is ages fourteen and up, typically, and it's uh, j- just about an all day thing. I mean, I think it's like nine to two or nine to three. I can't remember, but they go bike riding, they go on a fast boat ride, they go snorkeling together. Um, I don't even remember all the activities, but they have multiple activities they do throughout the day together. They eat lunch together, the whole kind of thing of just all the teens being together to do a lot of yep. different activities on the island. So, awesome. um, he really enjoys doing that. But like I said, it got canceled before the cruises. They just decided they weren't having that excursion. And so he was stuck with us for a little bit anyway. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we did have a cabana for, uh, on the first cruise for both days. We oh, had nice. a cabana. That's awesome. Um, our favorite cabana eight. Um, so we just, um, really enjoyed time on the beach and just, you know, just close my eyes, take a deep breath and just take it all in. Really. That's oh, what we were that's doing. So nice. so, did you have nice you weather know, for all four of your days? We had nice weather for most of the time. On the third day on Castaway Key, we had a pretty nasty rainstorm at one point. Um, yeah. And we were really happy to have a cabana on that day as well because nice. we, you know, had shelter. But um, but it, it wasn't, you know, it was kind of fun to be there when it was raining. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. I guess just because I was just happy to be there. Sure. You know, yep. it, it could have been a tornado. I would have just been happy to be there. <laughs> But uh, but the last day we actually stayed on the ship. Oh, okay. I never I never anticipated myself doing that because Castaway Key is one of my favorite places in the entire world. Yes. But after three days at Castaway Key and it was really hot, um, you know, the kids were kind of had some things on the ship that they wanted to do, and we I um, I like to dabble in photography. Um, I used to have a photography business before we moved oh, to wow. Georgia, and I decided not to do that anymore once I got here, but I still enjoy using my camera, and so I really wanted an opportunity to walk around the ship when it was empty and take some photos, and so we just spent some time on the ship that last day, which was really, really fun. That's great, yeah. Um, that'd, be, that'd be fun, and do the kids, uh, do they use the aqueduct at all? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, my husband jokes and says that he, um, our older daughter, Ella loves the aqueduct. It's her favorite thing about going on a Disney cruise. Nice. And so the day that we stayed on the ship, he jokes and says, we did it as many times as we could until my knee wouldn't allow me to climb the stairs. anymore." <laughs> so uh, there was just no line. I mean, there was no line. Yeah, they right. just went over and over and over again. You oh know? So it was just something really fun. And we played in the pools, which is something we don't normally, do but we were able to do it because there just really wasn't anybody on the ship um so that was fun and cool it was kind of fun to be on an empty ship i mean it's kind of interesting i love castaway key but you know it was it was i'm glad that we took the opportunity to do that right yeah and i'm sure you know castaway key is probably one of the the rare islands where if you stayed on the ship would be 
you know, pretty empty because obviously Nassau, it's just like a, it's like a day at sea, right? <laughs> you know, the majority of people stay on the ship. So, you know, it's not like you have the ship to yourself, but I would imagine probably a, a pretty large majority gets off the ship at Castaway Key. So yeah, I'm sure that the ship was really empty. Uh, well, you know, while you stayed on, um, anything else that you kind of experienced maybe for the first time or you, you know, experienced in a different way while you were on the cruise? How did you, did you dine in all of the main dining restaurants, um, on, on this trip? We did. We did dine in all the main dining restaurants and I love the added entertainment that they have put into all those restaurants. Mm. So for anyone who hasn't sailed, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, (laughs) but, um, but they do have, you know, some princesses that make an appearance and they have, you know, characters that make an appearance in one of the restaurants. And of course, animators palette has its own thing, but, um, really enjoyed that added dining entertainment touch that they, they have put in place. Sure. Yeah. And did they do the, um, I always call it the drawn to animation. I I don't know if that's officially what it's called still, but the, you know, the animation show where you get to draw your own character and they put it on the screens. Do they do that in uh, animated palette still? Well, I don't know if anyone got to experience that on our two cruises, but with our dining rotations, we actually did not oh, get gotcha. to experience okay. that. Yep. Yeah, we we only had Animator's Palette one night of our first cruise, and so we had the Crush, Crush show yep. for that night. And then on the second one, we had Animator's Palette for two nights, but the first night was Crush, and then the second night was um, the Pirate Takeover. So um, we had that experience instead of the, the drawing experience. Okay. Um, what about, uh, merchandise? Did you get to spend much time in the merchandise shops? Cause that is just one of my favorite things to do on a Disney cruise. I don't know why I'm not a big shopper. Like I, I'm, I'm more of, I always tell my wife, I'm like a hunter. So I go knowing exactly what I want and, and I get it and I leave. I don't look around. I don't, you know, buy, bring home things that I, I didn't go there for. I literally have an agenda and then I, you know, return. That is not me on a Disney cruise for whatever reason. I could spend my whole, you know, the whole time in the merchandise shops because I, I just feel like there's something that I'll miss if I don't, you know, spend a ton of time in there. So how about you? What about your experience in the merchandise shops? Oh, I love to shop. So (laughs) (laughs) that definitely is not a problem for me. Um, I think I remember us having a conversation the last time I was on about how you're looking for the ever elusive souvenir, right? Yes. Did you find it? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I found yours. <laughs> no, <laughs> did you find yours? For sure. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we um, some of the merchandise is some of the same merchandise we've seen yeah. previously. I think a lot of that had to do with um, some manufacturing delays and things like that, sure. my, is my understanding. There was no Halloween merch mm-hmm. at all. And I think, um, like, we couldn't buy the Halloween decor package for our room. My understanding is that just didn't make it. In, I mean, it just wasn't there in time for them to be able to offer that. Um, but I, we didn't really care about that. But I did um, collect quite a few items like shirts, uh, spirit jerseys, and hats, and a couple of lounge fly bags. Nice. And I do I do enjoy shopping and some pins. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we definitely, Christmas ornament, we always buy an ornament on the cruise. Um, and then some, some things at Castaway Key as well, some shirts and hats. And awesome. 
different things like that. So yes, I do love to shop. <laughs> so it's not, it's not difficult for me. And there's, I don't know, there's something about going in the shops on the cruise ship that there is, is just, it, it just sucks you in. You therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so your cruises were both Halloween on the high seas cruises. Yes. I know they didn't do like the, the traditional kind of trick or treating, um, around the ship. Right. So was there like a Halloween party or, you know, how did they, how did they do sort of Halloween on the ship? So of course, you know, the ship is decorated and they had, um, a Mickey's mouse parade deck party and they offered that twice. So opposing of your dinner time as yep. they normally okay. would for the okay. shows, um, and it was really, really cute. You know, all the characters in their Halloween costumes and, you know, song and dance. And it was just, you know, it was, we really enjoyed um, that deck party. And then beyond that, they had, my understanding is they sh- showed Nightmare Before Christmas and Jack and Sally were there. Oh, we yeah. didn't actually, per- we didn't actually participate in that because I know this may not be a fan favorite, but we don't really enjoy nightmare before Christmas. Our kids don't really like it. So we just, we didn't participate in that. But my understanding is that Jack and Sally were there for that meet and greet. Um, and then they left big bags of candy in the stateroom for the children. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, the, the nightmare, nightmare before Christmas, I think it's actually a a sing along on the Halloween on the high sea cruises. Cause I, the only reason I know that is, um, I went with my friends one time and I was supposed to meet my friend at the sing-along, and I ended up getting busy or distracted, and I sort of stood him up, and he was there by himself, you know, in the sing-along. But he said it was actually a, a pretty cool experience. I'm like you. I, I'm not a huge fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, but, you know, if if you are, I, I heard it's a it's a cool experience. So uh, definitely something that, you know, to keep an eye out for if uh, you're on a Halloween on a high, sea cru- high seas cruise. Um, oh, one other thing yeah. that they did, one other thing that they did that I don't remember them doing on our past Halloween cruises is they actually had a showing of Hocus Pocus. Oh, really? The movie Hocus Pocus in the Walt Disney Theater. So, so that was pretty interesting. And we didn't actually go. We love that movie, but we didn't actually go. To, but it was something that was a little bit different. But there were not the same level of activities, and it was not the same as it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um but I still thought it was great and, and people dressed up in costumes and, you know, I just, I think it's just important for people to adjust their expectations right now regarding all that. And I, I feel strongly that Disney is doing an amazing job of making it as wonderful as it can be. So awesome. we really enjoyed it, but we also booked the cruises before they were named Halloween on the high seas cruises. So that wasn't really a big factor for sure, us. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha. So I, I mean, you sort of already answered it. I've asking everyone this question. Um, I haven't gotten a negative answer yet, but would you say that you know sailing with Disney is still a magical experience? It's still that experience that you, you know, you've come to to love and to enjoy, and you know, it's just you still get that that Disney feeling when you're on a on a Disney cruise. Would you would you would you say that it it still feels that way? Absolutely, I would absolutely say that it feels that way yeah. for sure. Okay, awesome. Yeah, like I said, I haven't heard anybody tell me otherwise yet. So, um, you know, I, I it, it feels like that's definitely the case. So, um, Carol, this has been uh, great, really helpful. Thank you so much for for your time, of course, and for you know for coming on and, and sharing your experience with me. 
Um, I like I said, I had I had several questions that I, I wanted to ask that I re- hadn't really heard from anyone else yet. So I uh, I thank you for for answering those questions and yeah, I just uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I always enjoy talking about Disney Cruise. So. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, you, uh, I share, I share that uh, that feeling as well. So we connect on Instagram from time to time. So if you, you know, need to share your excitement about something, feel free to shoot me a message. So, um, but again, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thank you. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, 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 oh,